Welcome to FeelsCon, everybody, where we talk about geek culture, pop culture, and mental health. I'm Jaime, uh, the Blue Beetle. But hi, guys. I'm uh, I'm uh, Mackenzie Smith. Um, yes. Because she's not here today, so it's me, Adam. Mackenzie Steel. Smith, yeah. It's me, Mackenzie Smith, filling in for Mackenzie Smith. No, yeah. it's Adam. I was on that other episode, and... Mackenzie called me and was like, hey, uh, I have things in my life. Can you cover? And I was like, you got it, dude. Got it, girl. <laughs> you got it, girl. And so, yeah. And I'm you, you covered in a big way because apparently you've got, a, you've got a question I heard. I do. Okay. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of nerdy stuff. And a question got posited in one of them that I was like, wow, I've never thought of that. Um, because the guy, I don't remember his name, but I'll probably find it in a minute. He wanted to be Nightwing, and he wants to portray Nightwing on screen, and he does martial arts. Yeah. And it was this interesting thing where they said, is there any other characters or side characters that you would like to see portrayed by another POC? Mm. Because all the Robins technically could be played, and one of them definitely should be, by people of color. Mm. And I was like, huh, because like Dick Grayson doesn't have to be white. Yeah. Jason Todd doesn't have to be white. Tim Drake doesn't have to be white, yeah. and Damien shouldn't be white because Damien's part Middle Eastern. Yeah, because Talia. Talia, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so it was, like, this interesting thought of, like, hmm. well, if you could, like, recast somebody, or, like, even if you were, like, hey, you know, what is there any roles for you that you would say, like, oh, I'd like to see a person of color play that role? Because, like, after Tim or after they said that, I was, like, I want to see Tim Drake as hmm. you know, another race, or even Jason Todd. Because that's society. I think that'd be a cool reflection to see Jason Todd. Now, when you pose that question, are you talking about someone fulfilling the mantle of Robin, who is a POC, or like Jason Todd or and Tim Drake well, being POC? Well, I mean, like, I mean, like in the movies or something like that. Yeah. If, if we were gonna get a movie, or even like a, a remake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they were like, we're gonna redo like, oh, DCU is getting restarted again because we know that happens every ten years. <laughs> Last point. <laughs> Flashpoint Part Two. Uh, Fuck. It's like, <laughs> it's like if we got another one of those. Is there any characters that you would be like, yeah, I'd like to see that character portrayed as a POC? Because like another point they made was like, huh. Zack Snyder films. Films. They took Jason Momoa and made him uh, Aquaman. Yeah, and he's not, Samoan. Yeah, yeah, he's Samoan. He's part Samoan. So I was like, that's a really cool point. I never thought of, you're actually totally right. Yeah, I just realized, yeah, Aquaman is totally played by a POC in yeah. And it's like that added like the Samoan culture into yeah. the Aquaman storyline. And I was like, I kind of been thinking about it this week, but like is there any roles that you would kind of be like I'd be interested to see that played a different way cuz like Yeah. Cuz cuz Momoa's Aquaman is still Arthur Curry, right? Yeah, it's still Arthur Curry, mm. but it's just, but it's just portrayed in a different way. And I was, I really genuinely appreciate. Yeah, that. I see what you're talking about. So this is different than say like this. You know, this isn't like a Miles Morales thing where it's a completely yeah. new character taking up the mantle. You're talking about like, I guess the it'd question like they it, posed. Yeah, it'd be like if like what Michael B. Jordan was in Fantastic Four, right? Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like he was Johnny Storm. He wasn't like some new character human that Torch. took the mantle of Human Torch. Like he was the Human Torch. I've actually that is a really good question. I've never thought of that either. Like cuz I didn't think about it until like listening to that and I was like, "Huh." And so I've been I've been like mulling through it in my mind 
And like, honestly, I think a really cool one, which would be different, would I'd love to see like a PFC Batman. Yeah. Like just just because it's almost an interesting like allegory and story of like Bruce Wayne as a POC mm. fighting crime and being like because it also subverts the idea of like having um you know oh it's this rich guy and it would subvert the idea of like oh it's a white guy like yeah, you know and it's, white it's, guy, it's, yeah. it's that and i think that'd be like an interesting storytelling standpoint to also say like the cops are against him mm. and to say like all this other stuff because it, it almost has that, that background message that implication almost you know right? what i mean yeah. and i think that would just be interesting yeah i think it'd be i think it'd be particularly interesting because like at least from my perspective there's like a big narrative thing of it but like I agree with Batman, but it'd be interesting to see if, like, he was, like, one of those, like, you know, and I'm going to these cultures because there's, art, there's like, huge amounts of, like, affluence, affluent families in these cultures, but, like, say, say he was, like, a, 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 like, a Middle Eastern, like, oil baron or something yeah. like that, or, like, a Chinese yeah. tech billionaire or something like that, immigrating yeah. to America, then the Batman story picks up or whatever. It's, like, what is that? Be, yeah, how does that cool change that. Yeah, the narrative of, of Batman? Yeah. Cause like, cause the other thing that was like brought up that I heard was they were talking about how there's, uh, I believe it's Earth thirty eight. Is that the Superman? the Chinese Superman, right? No, Black Superman. It's Black. Oh, Superman. it's Earth Superman. Okay. Uh, President Superman, which is because in that one he is the president of the United States, but then he's also secretly Superman. Nice. And good gig. I was right, right, <laughs> and uh, it was just it's just such a cool idea of like subverted because like that like because because i mean just thinking about that having like characters that are like mainstay characters as different races i think would be interesting just to see because like i agree like all the robins could be any race yeah except for really david yeah i'd argue even like like really like i feel like you could make anyone anything True. at this point like like I'm, i saw like some, some petition going around to make michael b uh superman which i thought would be super I'm cool down. yeah hundred yeah although i um, guess to your point i think some following like their classical narrative structure some characters are perhaps maybe more conducive True. you know what i mean true. like i, I like, feel like i feel like clark I mean, kent that wouldn't change his story that much right yeah like clark like there's certain examples like clark kent where like that doesn't really change because like you have a character that's equal to Clark Kent, Icon, who just the whole difference was he landed during slave times, literally grew up as a, a black man his entire life, and then is now like basically black Superman. Mm. I don't. Do you know who Icon is? I no. love this character. No. So he's a milestone comic character, huh. and uh, he up. came out. He came out in '94 ish. He's like so the milestone characters were like static and, and icon and it was like oh, these new okay. it was like a new wave of heroes that were black i have seen this guy before okay cool. he's in young justice season one mm. and the cool thing is is i found this out basically his story is that he's another alien his home planet gets destroyed crash lands on earth but he crash lands during slave times and the first person who finds him is a slave yeah so he imprints and becomes dark skin mm. and then grows up as a black man but basically figures out he can't die type yeah. of thing cause yeah because like, if he lands in slavery then yeah. yeah and so like he's lived through all this becomes like this really successful lawyer and like 
he's it's basically black superman like yeah. they 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 don't have exactly the same powers but they have like, i the saw same flight and super strength and then yeah. like <laughs> came from exploding but it's like okay i mean yeah it's basically black superman but the cool thing is is like they've fought before in the comics just to see mm. who's stronger and they're equals and i was like that's really interesting and they need to bring him back hit hit dc if you're yeah. listening um, that's really interesting though that like because I feel like when when they bring like it, when they introduced Black Panther to the Avengers, it was clear that he was the better. It's very interesting yeah. to have it be equal, equal. Yeah, you know, and it's it's like huh. it's an interesting thing of like they're equals to each other, and like actually, I was like looking at online debates this week because I'm a weirdo and I'm a big nerd, and uh, <laughs> this is the podcast was, for it, right? And that's why I appreciate being on it. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, it was a lot of people saying that they thought Icon would beat Superman in a fight, mm. straight up, because Superman has to recharge and Icon doesn't. Oh yeah. Well, also Icon, like if if Icon's been around longer than you know, I just feel like just experience, yeah. you know, life experience oh, yeah. and everything. And it's, it's just it's interesting. Like it's stuff like that where it's like, you know, you could have Superman story and have it be a black character, mm. or you mm. could have, you know, like because there there are characters that are already pocs and they have like like you can't say like let's turn black panther into a white guy yeah like that's that his... <laughs> well like on so many reasons that happening is so wrong <laughs> you know like yeah and so it's like there's there's definitely like characters but like i know i kind of sprung it on you but is there any other characters that you could see that would be like interesting to see that perspective i'm really trying to like wrap my head around that right now um <laughs> Sorry to just again spring. No, it that's a great like, question. That that genuinely is a great question. Um, see, at, at this juncture, as much as I love Spider Man, it's like Spider Man as a caricature is so conducive to that. You know, to having yeah. numerous ethnicities and people represent yeah. take up that mantle. Um, between not not even just after Miles, but you've got Silk. Gwen, uh, Gwen and everything, so I feel like that's already integral to almost being Spider-Man at this point, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd agree with that. I, a thought that came to me was Deadpool for some reason. That'd be interesting, honestly. Yeah, you know, because... Because Deadpool... is white, correct? Or... Yeah, and, and I know Deadpool... I don't know how explicitly it's been addressed in a lot of his major lines, but him being... Is, 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 he, is he pansexual, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's pan. You know, just th- then putting on, like, POC, LGBTQ be, spin yeah. on that, you know, however that turns out. I think that would be great. And I think Deadpool's just, Deadpool's one of those characters that I feel like gets called an anti-hero, and I don't agree with it, hmm. personally. Yeah. Because, like, he does a lot of stuff for the side of good. Yeah. Like, one of my favorites... And it's like a little thing. I forget which comic line it was in, but Hawkeye was deaf at the time. And he he lifts up his mask so he can read his lips, right? Exactly. And he's like, thanks for remembering because everyone else forgets. And I'm like, that, like, it's such a little detail, but it just proves how good of a person, like, Wade actually is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, he does shit like kill people and stuff like that. But I'm like, he does a lot for the side of good that I'm yeah. like, I don't know if anti-hero is the perfect term for him. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I also feel like that's a character who, who gets championed by a lot of kind of like, you know, incel type people, for a lack of a better word. So <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, you know, which, which, is a, which is a shame because to your point, you know, like, that's absolutely correct. Like, he does have good 
moments. And I think I love both Deadpool movies from Re- Ryan Reynolds and everything. I think oh, they're yeah. incredible, but I think that presentation of Deadpool only strengthens sort of the, the stereotype of the, you know, of the Deadpool like fanatic, uh, you know, well, I mean, even, even if you look at those movies, like the second one, the whole storyline is I messed up. Let's fix my mistake. Like I ruined this kid's life and I ruined because I ruined one kid's life. I can ruin the world. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And he spent the entire movie and then selflessly sacrificed himself Mm. to literally Mm. stop this kid from becoming like a villain. Yeah. Cause he realized his mistake. And so it's like, that's true. Like, you know what I mean? Like he still has like his good moments. Yeah. So empathy. Yeah. He has a lot of empathy, even though he wants to act like he doesn't. And Mm. like, there's there's one comic I again I I don't know the comic numbers or which run it was from but like there's there's a whole since like feels kind of you know feelings every, feelings there's a great one where um I don't know if this is triggering but he actually stops somebody from committing suicide I love that I love I see that it's like clips of that such panel a beautiful, such a beautiful panel and if yeah. if the listeners don't know basically Deadpool finds a girl about to jump off of a building and he goes up and talks to her and basically is like okay i can't I, I don't really want you to do that and she's like well you're not gonna stop me and he goes oh no i'm not like it's your choice you can do what you want but like hey you guys you want to go see a play and he's he a hamilton, hamilton right yeah yeah he takes her to hamilton and they like and then, he like knocks out like people in like the box seats yeah like he's still <laughs> she's like she's like but you said you had tickets he goes no i said i could get us in <laughs> and, like, i forget what happens and, after that do they stop a cro- they uh, steal like a bike right i remember like he steals the bike and then he finds some like muggers okay and he's like he like beats up these muggers with her and the entire time he's like texting he'll like stop and start texting and uh she's like she keeps on saying like she's gonna go back to the building she's gonna go back to the building and at the and end he doesn't he stop her though yeah Like, he doesn't stop her, but he pulls up to a hospital, and he's like, if you want to go in there, I've been texting the team your story, and they know your story now, and they're willing to sit down and talk to you, but you don't have to. It's your choice. And so then she goes in and, like, sits down with them. And that's the end of the comic, right? That's that's the whole thing. I think it stops with him being like, it's harder to be the good guy sometimes. Yeah, And, like, that's when it ends. And I was like, that is alone like beautiful in a character that is just so like chaotic and as you said like kind of like the like incel champion in the sense because like everybody's like oh look at him he does what he wants but i'm like he doesn't he cares like he's he's a good person like that's true actually because it's so interesting that you said he doesn't it's it's like he doesn't always do what he wants it's like you know because in that moment he felt like he had an obligation to do something yeah you know yeah um, I remember what really stuck out to me when I first read that was the fact that he says um, in one of the last panels, he's like, you could have met like Spider-Man or Captain America or, or, or like anyone, but the one superhero you had, you, you ran into was me of, yeah. out of everyone. And it's like, it's like, yeah. I am not equipped to help you through this moment right now, but the people in there can. So like the best yeah. he could do is like, and, and him being so vulnerable to say, it's like, I'm fucking, I'm not cap, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't stand on the speech and then give the, the whole like, you know, tree of justice speech, no, you move, whatever, but I can, yeah. I can bring you here. Yeah. And, and then just here. Yeah. And they know what they're doing. Yeah. To help you. I can so just it's like, show you that the world is worth it. Like, cause that whole oh, scene is God, like yeah. him showing them like the world is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you don't need to. I wonder die. in, 
in a in a very perverse sense really breaking down that story arc then it's almost that he as a superhero if we're if we're ascribing him to be a superhero protagonist is defeated in that moment because once you think about it he doesn't react he does not do the saving of her he delivers her to the people that bring her salvation so i think i think he's not defeated i just think he knows his weaknesses Mm. in the moment because like throughout the comic he does kind of save her in the sense of he gets her to come down yeah from the building yeah and he's like you can go back to the building whenever you want but like let's go here and let's go you know watch this play Mm -hmm. and then she sees it and then she's like i'm going back to the building and then instead of letting her go he's like hey actually come with me because i'm gonna go get this like we'll we'll steal this bike you want to go on a joyride and she's like yeah sure it's my last day and so they go on the joyride oh hey there's this and he keeps like distracting her and bringing her to new places to show her that like the world is worth it there's still fun things to do out there and there's still a reason to live and so i think in that he like is showing her there is a reason but at the same time he's showing like like i can't make you stay i can only show Mm. you the good things but these people can really help you and they can show you the rest of the world where i can only show you like the fun crazy parts of the world mm, they all like the chaotic you. almost yeah you know, the, i can the, show the, you the chaotic and the fun parts to like yeah. the chaos yeah but they can show you the reason to stay yeah like yeah you know see that you know i, I feel like that's when superhero stories become very interesting it's like what are the genuine shortcomings of these superhumans that yeah. you know well have you, have you ever seen the superman one the Superman. The Superman well, that isn't that that one. That one, he like saves the person, though, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Yes, but he saves her without saving her. So, it's like physically, like so, like what he does is he flies up to her. She's sitting on a the or she's standing on the edge of the building, and she's like, "Don't touch me!" and like screaming at Superman. And goes, "I won't. I just, I just want to talk." And she's like, "You can't." She's like, "If I jump, you can't save me. Do not save me if I jump." Mm. And he goes, I promise you I won't. I will not catch you if you jump. I just want to talk to you. And she's like, she is like, well, I don't want to talk. And he goes, okay, I'll wait. And, like, it shows, like, the passage of time. And he's, like, literally there from, like, midday until that night just floating in front of her. And she finally, like, starts breaking down. And she's like, you know, like, why are you waiting here? And he's like, because you need somebody to talk to. And I'm willing to wait. And it's Mm. because, like, he's more well-equipped. But he knows, like, if she jumps, he's not going to, like, fly down and save her. He's going to let her fall. Well, do you think he would have done that? I think he, because of his speech that he gives, yes. Because what he says to her, and it's like, it moved me when I read it. Because he looks at her and says, I had friends that have chosen this way out. I've lost people that I love choosing this way out. But um, I, 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 I... just want you to think if there's even a fraction of a second of a positive moment that you can have left come down with me if not jump he like straight up tells her like you can jump if you Mm. don't ever think there'll be a positive moment and she kind of like sits down on the ledge and she starts crying and she's like can you just take me down and he like hugs her and takes her down and i'm like and that's why i think like with that speech because he does actually say like if you don't think there's a reason like i'm not gonna stop you yeah but if you think there's a reason even if it's a fraction of a second of positivity Mm. like come with me and so that's why i think honestly with that like that's i think he would have let her 
not that he wanted to, mm. but like I think out of respect for her. Too. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's really interesting. Just then comparing those two, because I, I remember seeing the Superman one, but for, for whatever reason that didn't stick as well with me. But their their clear character trait differences aside, the act of how they save yeah the potential it's i feel like it's while they achieve the same objective on one level i feel like they're two very different approaches mm-hmm. and and say very different things well because like about the, I think that with, crisis because superman even does take her down to social worker so they yeah. can talk to her mm. and so i think that's like you know the same token as what deadpool did but just in a different style and so i think it's one of those interesting looks of like superman is using his abilities and he's using his powers whereas deadpool just used humanity Hmm. he didn't have to use powers to save her he just used what he knew which was humanity is flawed and i can show her the crazier side and the fun things that you can do with humanity but at the same time like i can't i can't heal her wounds yeah because like what power is he possibly going to use you know like exactly He's like, I can heal myself, but I don't have, you know, as you were saying, like the whole, like, I don't have like Spider-Man's webs. I don't have, you know, Captain America's leadership in the sense of, mm. you know, and like his sense of justice and peace and yeah, all of this. Yeah. Like, that, I have me and I'm kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like, I'm, well, he's, he, like, I remember he says, like, I'm not the guy to be able to say this. And, and see, like, yeah. I'm still not completely convinced. I'm going to find that Superman comment out of this. I'm still not completely convinced that if she did jump soup would not have would have would not have caught her but it makes me know. think then like what is that what does that say about a superhero put in that position you know it's like because yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like as a as a hero who is sworn to protect people right or, or internal internally you make a promise to protect people great power comes great responsibility yeah like what do you do when someone tells you not to say them like i bet you i don't think either miles or parker would let anyone actually jump. I think they would Miles, do something. Miles, a hundred and ten one. I think later Peter Parker would, mm. like once he's an adult and he's gone through all of that. Yeah, I like, think he would possibly, but I feel like he would like attempt to save them last second. Type yeah, of thing. yeah. Um, but I don't think Miles would because I don't think Miles, even in the newer comics where he's now eighteen and he's been Spider-Man for like three, four, know, five how, years, right? Like five, five years, years yeah. something like something like that. Like, I don't think because he's younger i don't think he's at that point of maturity where he could be like yeah i don't like it you know what i mean because mm. at that point i think peter has gone through so much and yeah. he's you know losing his daughter and yeah all the so much changing yeah. and i don't think he, i don't think he ever became like a cynic per se like no. in the sense of batman but it's just like you know like but he understands struggle yeah whereas not not to say that Miles doesn't, but he understands it in a more adult perspective. Because like when you're when you're a kid, you know, when once you turn eighteen, you're like, I know everything. Mm. And then you turn nineteen, and you're like, Wow, I didn't know a lot when I was nineteen. Then you turn like twenty one, and you're like, Fuck, I yeah. was a kid back then. Yeah, continuously. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm twenty seven, and I'm like, Dude, I was dumb when yeah. I was eighteen. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah, we're all we're we're all like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's so it, it's one of those things. Like looking back at that, I, I so I think maturity wise i think that that would have been a different story from what do you think batman i also don't think he'd do it i think he would no i think he'd absolutely save the person completely i think i think 
see, okay, my thing with Bruce is so I'm this is gonna sound weird. I'm not the biggest Batman fan. Mm. I like the Robins a lot more than Batman because they have a more compelling they have a more compelling story to me personally. Yeah. But with Bruce, I think Bruce would play mind games with the person and trick them into saving themselves. Mm. Because that's Bruce's whole MO. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm gonna get in your head while you get in my head, and we'll like that's why the Joker is such a great yep. antithesis to him because it's the one person he can't get in their head. Because like even Two Face, who has you know DID split personality, he literally gets in both of their heads the entire time and makes them fight each other, and like that's his whole like Batman's superpower is I can figure you out. Yeah, world's greatest detective. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's it's once I and and the thing is is like if you watch him in fights with any other character it's i'm waiting to break you down mm-hmm. once i figure out the thing that makes you tick i'll break you apart yeah. like a, a great example of that is justice league war mm-hmm. if you've seen it the animated one uh no only clips of it yeah okay so there's a whole is that the one where he fights the entire justice league he beats every single one of the justice league no or is that one of the comics Wait, i think it was one of the comics okay but like at this certain point basically superman goes after them because they have a mother box because they mm. found a mother box and he thinks they're the ones placing it gotcha and so they're they're fighting and it's awesome because like green lantern is getting his ass kicked batman's getting his ass kicked and superman is like going full speed for a flying punch and literally bruce turns around and is like he's like he's gonna kill us like green lantern's like he's, he's gonna kill us he's gonna kill us and yeah. bruce just goes no he won't he doesn't kill people. He only maims them. Isn't that right? And he turns around as Superman's like barreling down the road. <laughs> and he goes, Clark. And it stops an inch before his face. And he like scan, like and you see Superman's eyes kind of flare up and he goes, that's right, Bruce. And like, it's just this moment of he knew Superman would not kill him no matter what. Fucking he knew boy he might scout. get an, Fucking but it's like he scout. knew his arms might get broken. Yeah. He knew he could have a broken back, but he knew he would come out alive yeah. no matter what. Well, well, Hush was the same thing when Superman is fighting him and he has Catwoman drop Lois off the building. I was like, dude, you're yeah. I was like, yeah. you're an awful person, Bruce. You're a really <laughs> fucked up human. Well, my, my favorite thing with that is the fact that he drops Lois. He saves him and then looks at Catwoman like, why would you do it? Yeah. And he was like. Batman told me to. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I knew you'd snap out of it. I was like, I... like, that, that, like what a terrible excuse regardless. I mean, yeah. the whole, the whole, the kryptonite ring aside and everything. Cause that's, yeah. like, that's like badass. But like the whole lowest thing was just like, sorry, that's evil. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's, well, dude, that's some I Joker that, shit. Like, that's that some Joker shit. Like down, he broke down yep. what would make Grand work and like he did that in the same movie he does it to green lantern and it's hilarious because they're standing there talking and uh he's like okay well you could step aside batman and then it cuts back to batman and he's holding hal's ring and he goes so how does this actually work and he's like wait what and you see like ring <laughs> off of him and he like snatches the ring he's like how did you do that he's like it was simple. I just distracted you for a second. Like, that's oh all God. I had to He's do. He's such a dick. It's, but it's like, it's that that whole thing of that's why I think in that situation, Bruce would just break the person down to the point where he could trick them into saving Well, himself. see, I wouldn't even, I, I agree with you on that, but I think he'd even take it a step further to where he'd probably have, like, contingencies. Yeah, there'd be like, there'd be like well, a like bat. A, no, like the bat wing would probably be hovering <laughs> below there in, in silent mode, you know? Yeah, like, can like, you imagine? He, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I actually have a crash pad at the bottom. Yeah, like, but like that, 
you know, all these guys have moral compasses and everything, but Batman's is particularly interesting to me. And I guess, actually, you know what? I guess this happens a lot in superhero arcs, but the idea of one's, their moral authority prevailing over everything, right? Yeah. Like, like by and large, that that's how the script goes. But it's like Batman kind of knows his moral authority is pretty gray, but he imposes it on people regardless. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, there, a great example is uh, uh, the Tower of Babel storyline from uh, the Justice League. Basically, uh, all these supervillains, like, they did it in one of the movies, and it basically was that the supervillains started taking out all the Justice League, mm-hmm. and they knew, like, how to basically take them down because Batman had a contingency plan for every yeah, hero every single super saved on a uh, saved on a computer and the villains got access to it and they mm-hmm. literally like just started taking out each hero and the only person he didn't have a contingency plan for was himself of course <laughs> so they didn't know how to take him out the well him and then at that point in the movie version cyborg yeah because cyborg had just joined the team that day he has this like more this moral like area because like the basically the, the point that i was getting to is at the end of the movie once everybody's good they go how did they figure that out and bruce straight up says i made a list and i listed all of your flaws and i figured out ways to take you all down and they're like what you're psychotic like why would you do that and he's like if you don't get why i would make a list to take you all down i don't think you understand how powerful you truthfully are and it's like this really interesting message of like you're good now, but what about tomorrow? And he like quits the justice league after that. He's like, if you guys don't get it, I'm done. And like walks out. But it's like, you know, as, as you were kind of saying, they're like looking at that and like looking at the moral standings of that. Is he in the moral right to just be like, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And contingencies. And I, it's, 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 it's like even more than like, I'm going to do what I want. It's like, I'm going to do what I want and then have such a, a horrifically thorough strategy of how to execute it. You know, it's yeah. not it's not like a John McClane kind of like maverick. I'm going to work out for the best. It's like, no, this dude like has invested <laughs> time, money and like mental calculations into how he would theoretically do whatever he wants, which is a whole oh, other yeah. level of psychopath. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think like that's I think that's one of the interesting things, like, because you were saying, like, that's, like, Joker-level psychotic, the mm. things that he does. And I think that's, like, one thing that I do, because I don't love the Joker as a character, but as, like, a foil to Batman, I love him. Mm. And I think that is one of, like, the most interesting statements to be made about Batman and the Joker, is I think it was the Joker who looked at Batman and said, you're me on a bad day. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, that is the most true statement. Yep. They are actually yep. both around the same level of psycho. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, mean, 80 years later, there's a reason both of them are still around and we're still, yeah, we still love watching them go toe to toe, you know? Yeah. And I think they've, they've also done stuff in like, I think it's Dark Knight Returns where Batman straight up murders the Joker yeah. and laughs while he does it. Yep. And like the whole, like, I don't, have you seen those movies? Those I've only seen, movies? I've only seen a or little Dark bit. I've only seen, oh, uh, like the adaptation of Miller's? Yeah. No, not all they, of it. So they, in the second part, they show the whole thing with the Joker coming back. Mm. And uh, he goes on like a murdering spree and Bruce like finds him 
and they're like it shows it in shadow it's actually a really beautiful shot because mm. it's like shadowed and it's the both of them laughing at each other and then you see like batman going for a hug and like you hear them both laughing and then you hear like one of them kind of start choking and you realize Batman's not hugging him. He's choking him out and, like, killing him. And he just straight murders the Joker and, like, lays him there and, like, keeps yep. laughing. Well, that's it. And it's, like, there's the mental break. Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, Batman can never, ever beat Joker, no matter yeah. what he does. You know, that's that. That's the brilliance of that foil, too. Like, Joker will always... The best he can do is stop Joker. Yeah. I also still yeah. haven't gotten like a more thought out answer to your original question about the like like oh, who don't no. want to see like like poc like redone because i'm trying to think it's like who would i want to see like like you know because what we talked about last time is like i never really saw anyone any filipino yeah. heroes growing up so it's yeah, like yeah. i'm really trying to think of like who would i because because no, but... i mean personally for me it was it's one of the Robins. I'd yeah. love to see Tim. Yeah. I'd love to see Tim. I think a, a Latino Captain America would be pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that would be dude, pretty that'd cool. Be amazing. Oh, I'd love that so much. Because, like, that's another one of, like, a, another character that, like, took a mantle was, mm. you know, Sam. Yeah. So you have Sam Wilson. Yep. And, you know, black Captain America, even though he's just Captain America. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, Falcon, Captain America. We have, we haven't figured out the movie version yet, but Captain Falcon. <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's gonna punch people. Yep, <laughs> all he's gonna he's do. People and drive cars. Yeah. That's all he shows do. up being purple for some reason, and we're really confused. So, what have you? Since we kind of moved to video games, what do you think about all the games that are coming out? Because, like, I don't know if you saw what got announced this week, but I'm super happy. I'm, yeah, I mean. Dude, fucking... Well, yeah, so that's a big deal to me for so many reasons, but the fact that it's just called Spider-Man Miles Morales is, like, that's levels, dude. Yeah. That's levels. Yeah. Like, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, the second, like, because my, my... So I was asleep because I work nights mm. when they premiered the trailer. Yeah. And so my buddy is, like, we have a group chat, and my buddy was, like, Yo, dude, Spider Man Miles Morales, Spider Man, and I was like, "Why have we talked about?" I was like, "I know." It's it's like, yeah, it's, it's, like, like, <laughs> so like I rolled over and I was like, "Oh, dude, they announced a new one." So I'm like trying to click through and find it, and like I couldn't find it anywhere. So I started watching the whole presser, and I oh god, <laughs> yeah, because it was pretty early on, right? Because I actually yeah, I actually missed it in press too. Like I, it was like the first trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I like skipped it completely, and like got through like half of it. Was like. No, I had to have missed it, so I finally found it, and I, like, lost my shit. It's, like, cause it's gonna be so, so good. It's gonna be so good. And it is officially a sequel. They were Yeah, all standalone. The there was some weird rumor going on that it was, like, technically an expansion, but the, the, then someone from the zombie was like, no, it's, like, it's its own game. Like, sequel. Like, yeah. <laughs> which the, makes me super happy. For some reason, like, part of me is very happy that it's not Spider-Man 2, Miles Morales. Yeah. It, it it's just, just is. Yeah. Miles Morales, yeah. Which I appreciate, because then, because my thing is, like, I, I like that a lot. I think it'd be cool if we got, like, you know, Spider-Man, Gwen, yeah. Stacy, or yeah. Spider-Man, you know, later or, on, we yeah. get, like... Silk. We, Silk, like, or Spider-Man, you know, 2099. We don't yeah. have to have it be, like, Spider-Man 3! Yeah. The Silk Spectre. Yeah. Well, like, I feel like, like I feel like it connotes something differently, you know? Like, it's, because it's not... Yeah a sequel it's not a continuation it's not going to build off too much i'm sure that like 
Parker's obviously going to be there and stuff, but it's yeah. like, you know, like... Your ghost voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I said Silk Spectre, because I think I just rewatched yeah. Watchmen this week. And I okay, like, I, was, I was like, wait a second. That's a <laughs> very different comic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Was, oh, I was actually... I was in this, um, like, game developer's, like, Zoom hangout, because e is not happening, so, like, that's what we did. Um and uh you know uh this one woman brought up uh diversity in games and like how while she wished she saw more female developers you know speak and introduce games and executives which i agree 100 percent with uh across the board there's a pretty good gender at least when it comes to gender like representation of protagonists and characters and in like frontline positions and um you know, the big one was uh, Horizon uh, Western, Forbidden West, whatever it's Forbidden called now. West. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alloy, not even just one of the greatest female characters in gaming, just one of the greatest characters in gaming ever. Yeah. It's totally understandable why she is a, a, a title launch character for the new PlayStation system. But what's really interesting to me is comparing that to what, Xbox has released so far. I know they haven't done their full press whatever thingamajig, but one of the it's also another sequel with a female-led driven protagonist um and it's Hellblade 2. And it was just occurring to me it's like that those are two very different embodiments and I would actually love to have like Mackenzie maybe someone else here because I feel like they can talk about this a lot better than I can or I'm in a position to talk about like Two very different but equally important representations of like a really empowered, you know, female character to carry yeah. a video game. Because um, you know they're both good fighters and and they're both very strong. But you know, like yeah. fucking, I still haven't finished Hellblade One. It was getting to me too much. I was like, I shit <laughs> i unfortunately have never played hellblade one it's on my list i got bogged down by like everything yeah. and then it, life yeah <laughs> the com- combat the, the main complaint you'll hear about hellblade one is the combat it's it is pretty repetitive i'll give them that but the thing is like it's one of those games where it's like i'm not playing this to like fight a bunch of things you know it's like i'm playing it to ex- go through this experience with this woman and uh boy is it a hell of an experience um you know, I, I think just like their uh, Ninja Theory's mission to make a game about mental illness, and then but they they choose to tell it from a twelfth century Saxon woman's perspective is still like yeah one of the one of the most a insane pitch decks I could ever imagine. Like you know, like in the boardroom to show like imagine seeing that oh, yeah. script. It's like yeah. what, uh, but. It, it somehow completely works um, well, versus Alloy, who's, you know, very much this very heroic, strong, cap- she's pretty much like Meredith almost from Brave. Yeah, yeah um, I agree with that. And, 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 uh, you know, it, it, to me, it's like, it's really cool that those are like two women who are leading the charge, so to speak, of like ushering these new consoles in. Um, I just thought that was really interesting how you have that, that, that kind of spectrum. Yeah, the, the the almost duality of it. And almost. Seeing, and I think I think one of the things that like I'm kind of noticing with this new wave of consoles, at least, it's like most of the titles aren't 
the conventional hero. And the reason why I'm saying conventional hero is because, like, if I say, like, a superhero, 90% of people are like, oh, a white person mm. in, you know, a white man, you know? Yeah. And it's, if you look at it, you know, you have, like, the launch titles for the PS5, which are, you know, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Horizon. Mm-hmm. You have, like, Ratchet and Clank. There's no, like, there's no, like... Big, well, Ratchet like, and Clank isn't even human. Like, so it's like... <laughs> Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm just thinking about that. But it's 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 like you have like no like white male protagonist leading the charge mm-hmm. into the new the new generation of video game world. And especially with it. especially with PlayStation because they've got Nathan Drake to unleash whenever they want to again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or just the Uncharted series in general. You know, like like they could just redo whatever the fuck with that. And the fact that they're choosing not to probably also because of Naughty Dog development schedules because you know they've been pretty busy with last of us too um yeah yeah there's that and like even last that's another example last of us is a great series yeah with a great women's role in there. are you are you gonna play last of us too you think so i didn't love last of us one yeah i and a lot of people when i say that i get the you're crazy it's a great game and i get the, yeah. the speech i said that it's internally a, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It, it's not the story. The story is amazing. I fell in love with the story the second I started playing it. The gameplay is what got me. Yeah. I didn't enjoy the gameplay as much personally, and that's what made it really hard for me to get into it. So it's a hard maybe because again, like I've watched ninety percent of The Last of Us, like one storyline. Mm-hmm. Um. And I loved it. I like absolutely fell in love with it, and I thought it was a great story. It was just the gameplay was really hard for me to get past. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna have the heart to play it or watch it because I've heard that Last of Us Two is even more brutal oh, God. than like one. And then honestly, like when I was watching one of the trailers, I was like, I guess trigger warning. Like I was really worried that there was like an implied rape, and I was like, I don't want to. I don't. It's like no, I yeah. can't. Can't. Nope, can't can't deal with it. Like if that becomes like the crux of that revenge story, I'm like I. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to play that. Cause yeah. That's too much. Ugh. Um, but I guess since since we're on the topic of video games and we talk about superheroes, is there any games that you'd like to be made off of a superhero? Because I just saw one on my Facebook feed that somebody said that they should do for the PS5. Mm. Uh, Batman Beyond, since they've done all the Batman games. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How cool would that be? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Terry. I think, like, a, a, hear me out on this, but, like, a, a, an over-the-shoulder or first-person Captain America would be kind of interesting. Yeah. I've actually also always had this weird like Captain America like sort of fanfic in my head where it's like Cap wakes up right and then obviously he goes into S.H.I.E.L.D. and whatever what if he didn't go into S.H.I.E.L.D. what if he just joined like the army again because you know it's like he was army before joins up again he's like I'm back here in 2012 whatever 2007 whenever you want him to wake up and then they send him to Iraq or Afghanistan oh shit can you imagine like because, you know, Captain America's arc is already, like, he he's the, the golden poster boy and then becomes disenfranchised with the U.S. government, et cetera. Can you imagine how much more brutal that arc would be if you just put him in Iraq or Afghanistan? Yeah. Because, like, at least in the MCU, it's already canon that, well, Tony 
became Iron Man in Afghanistan. Yeah. So I feel like having that story. Why why wouldn't you put Cap, you know, if you're if you're the American government, you'd probably put your best soldier in one of these front lines and like that'd be rough though. Yeah. Like, I don't know if a video game would be the way to do it. Obviously, I think it would I mean, be and, and also, I was going to say, Iraq is, other than Tony, it's canon- it's canonical in the comic books because yeah. uh, uh, Agent Venom, that's how he lost yep. his legs. legs. yeah. That's how Flash Thompson lost his legs. That's true, that's yeah. true. So it's like, you know, there's enough reason there, and, and obviously I know why the MCU didn't take that route for so many uh, good yeah. reasons, but that, that, that sort of narrative has always sort of been in the back of my head, so I think as a, I think you maybe you could do it like as a Telltale style game. That'd be interesting to see. Um, I would, I would definitely, 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 definitely be yeah. another like, Iron Man game because I remember playing the the first one for Xbox three hundred and sixty and it was fun enough, you know. But yeah, uh, I think that'd be fun. I think um, I don't know. There's a lot of characters. Like I'd love to get like I'd love to get an X Men open world esque game. Oh, like an RPG in, almost, like, like... An RPG, but you get to instead of like making your character, they have like the presets of like each character, and so it's like, oh, I play this like run through as Gene, and like as Gene, you can see like the insight to people more, mm. and you can like actually like read their minds while they're talking to you, and so you can get like more insightful like yeah. conversations or like, oh, I'm playing it as Scott, and like for Scott, it's easier because he doesn't have like an outward. Scott and Gene, it's like an easier playthrough because you have like that less outward power. It's oh, those are cool sunglasses, you know. Yeah. You get that cop a lot. But then you play as like a nightcrawler or a beast, and it's like everybody treats you differently as you yeah. play through that. Yeah. I think that'd be a really fun game to explore. Yeah. I mean, like I know X Men games in the past and super games in the past have obviously been much more like action driven, which again yeah. makes sense. But I think it would be, you know, because as we're you know, like there's so much social commentary story and like emotional relevance to these characters so then why can't the games mature in that way too i mean like we've got entire rpgs that really the crux of it is interacting with npcs and other characters i think x-men would be a great template for that as well you know yeah um i think that i think another like i think another fun one would be like a cyborg game because mm. you could could easily like have the character like upgrade as the game goes on yeah like you get new powers and oh you know i took down like atlas now i can fight better i took down grid yeah that would be a pretty cool one and i i feel like that would be a very appropriate medium for a cyborg to have his like solo adventure day in the sun yeah. you know what i mean like because yeah. like all the big things he's shown up in right now like doom patrol justice league movie teen titans like as far as cyborgs, like just his adventure, I think a video game would be perfect for him. Yeah, because I'm very concerned if they're still going to make that movie, the Justice League one. Oh, the the cyborg, because they were originally going to make it was supposed to be like a cyborg heavy movie, like solo movie, and I was like, I don't know if that's the best way to do it. <laughs> like, not, not that I, I love Ray Fisher, like I think he did a great job, yeah. obviously, but I just don't know if cyborg. Cyborg is an interestingly hard character to make a solo story for. He's really great in teams, mm. but a lot of his solo stuff was fleshed out in Justice League, yeah. which is his kind of dread of being uh, part around robot. people, yeah. And being around people. It's yeah. like dealing with that and like 
dealing with the fact of like oh, I'm part robot now. Yeah. But like if we're to believe like the way that Justice Legends, he's he's come like to peace with that. <laughs> so I'm like, how, what are you gonna do for a solo? Well, I think then you know that that that's always the question of like how does someone's internal conflict evolve over their character arc because you know it's like even us as individuals like even though we overcome whatever insecurity or bullshit doesn't mean that we're not going to get some other one along the way or that's like we're not going to relapse and obviously relapsing in terms of like emotional relapsing in terms of watching a movie or reading a book is tiresome and repetitive for consumers but as people, you know, it's it's. I feel like it's a very reasonable thing. Um, but I don't know, like Tony, like like Tony. Even though they kind of like retroactively made it, like like Tony Stark, his 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 like obsession and workaholicism, you know, really uh, played back. Uh, I'm thinking of Civil War specifically, MCU Civil War, where he's like Pepper left me because I couldn't stop, even though I said I would. And it's like even though that's kind of like Deus Ex Machina to yeah. a degree but it's like okay yeah that that makes sense i guess there was still a co- there's there was a there was a consequence to him going back to his old ways even yeah. though it happened off screen which is kind of annoying but like and also it's because of contracts and shit yeah 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 <laughs> it's but, like how like oh me and me and jane foster broke up yeah okay yeah <laughs> See, well, well, I, I like, I like that one a lot more than the Jane broke up, Jane and I broke up thing. As far as like, you yeah. know, like, because, because yeah. I feel like that that made a little bit more sense. Yeah, Although knowing knowing Taika, I'm sure they're going to be able to make that breakup thing like a really funny plot point in the next I, Thor. I think personally, and this is what I would love is if that if they break up and then she fell in love with Valkyrie. That's all I'm saying. If yeah, we get. If we get Thor, well, Jane Foster, Thor, and Valkyrie together, and then we have Thor take back his old name and become Thor Odin's son, mm-hmm. and we do what the comics did, and like I sign me up. Yeah, and he's just chilling on Asgard, a- Asgard in yeah. Norway, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like because in the comics, uh, Jane took up the mantle of mm-hmm. Thor, Thor, and then he just was like, okay, cool, I'm Thor Odin's son again. And I'm gonna go get my old axe and use that as my weapon. And he could, because he still is a god. Yeah. Like, he just didn't have the lightning behind him. Yeah. And it was like, oh yeah, Thor. It, it wasn't Stormbreaker, power. right? No, he He's, didn't. No, because uh, Beta Ray has Stormbreaker. Gotcha. Dude, we we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we talked about a lot of different things like morals and shit. Yeah. We got deep. Fucking Batman, man. Fucking Batman. Batman. That dude needs to chill the fuck out. That's why that's why all the robins had the right idea and they left yeah i'm sorry like that's my personal like okay two seconds about robins the reason why i like robin more than batman it's batman but actually a human yeah there you go like actually it, like 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 they're still able to feel empathy and, yeah, and you know cause it's like because like dick grayson does the exact same thing as bruce wayne mm-hmm. but still has that human side of like oh i need to treat people with respect yeah bruce wayne doesn't have that like bruce is just granted damaged granted though one of my favorite things is like because my favorite robin is tim drake Hmm. the sole fact of bruce gets when bruce gets backed into a corner do you know his his immediate response is i'll turn you into a superhero like really think about it because it's like tim drake was like 
Bruce Wayne, you're Batman. Uh, Dick Grayson, you're Robin. I'm gonna be your next Robin. And Bruce Wayne, like, um, 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 yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, cause he got outsmarted. So yeah. he was like, um, yeah, kid, you're the new Robin. And it's, it's like, congrats. Talia shows up. Hey, this is your son. Okay, he's the new Robin. Like, his immediate response is, I'll turn you into a superhero. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like everyone knows Robin's rep too. So it's like, it's like, that's also like the worst way to ever become a superhero, you know? It's like, you're going to turn me into like a really traumatized, shitty superhero. Yeah. Even though, I mean, I I didn't know that there was a Robin test for the longest time, but yeah. there actually is. The is there? I thought that was like a, a thing, yeah. So what he does is he drops you off in the worst part of Gotham and you have to make it back to Wayne Manor by morning. Huh. That is the test. And it is like, he drops you in like the worst spot of Gotham. It's like Bloodhaven or like? No, like, like just like Crime Alley. Like, okay. Like Crime Alley. <laughs> yeah. like Crime Alley is where he drops you off and you have to get all the way back to the Wayne Manor nice. by yourself morning nice like, okay it's solid but also really fucked up dude you're like, yeah hey, you're get home <laughs> but it's you i know, feel bad I, for whoever the next robin is gonna be it's just it's, i don't i wonder if there's gonna be a next robin or they're just gonna keep damien as a kid because i know that he's grown up in like some of the comics but i just wonder yeah, yeah. damien's an interesting story yeah uh, it makes me wonder though it's like it's like how much of like bruce's temperament is like genuine like how much of it is like just from watching your parents get murdered? And I feel like I feel like just because that origin story is told over and over so many times that we we kind of lose sight of how absolutely traumatic that is. Yeah. Very, yeah, that's very true. And like I mean that's that's the one thing with like Dick Grayson that I do love is uh have you seen the sh- the Titans TV show? No. Uh Kenzie's in that. I know. I know. Yeah. And uh <laughs> One of my favorite things is in the more recent seasons, a little bit of spoilers, there's a scene with Dick Grayson and Bruce, and they're kind of going after each other, and he's like, I saved you so you didn't become me, because you had to go through what I went through, and I took you in so that you didn't become another version of me. Hmm. And, like, he's angry at Bruce, and he's like, why did you treat me like, you know, I was your sidekick, like, why didn't you treat me like a son? And he's like, because... If I would have done that, you would have become a new me, because that's how everybody treated me. Because they treated me with this level of, you know, yeah. we're so sorry. The, for the air of the Wayne Fortune and everything, you exactly. know. Like, well, you could have treated me differently. He's like, if I did, again, you would have just been, ang- you would have been a younger version of myself. So yeah. I trained you to be better than I could yeah. be. And I, it's like, like that, I get, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you know, there's looking past the horrific trauma of like having your parents murdered it's like you know the whole like he was famous like like right off the bat like that's an even worse version of harry potter because it's like once you think about it's like at least like harry didn't remember anything that happened to him whereas bruce bruce was very remembers it every day and was very aware of what was going on you know it was clear that like probably knew that like company shit was going south media attention and everything and it's like just like what that is emotionally going to do to like how old was he like eight or nine right i think it's like eight yeah it's well it's it's funny because like you have that but then you also have the duality of like hush being the same age murdering his parents yep and like not getting that fame and that that attention which is driving yeah yeah 
you know. Gotham is just always... filled with psychopaths. It's really Gotham. just what we're learning. <laughs> Something's in the water. One of these days, you guys have to do like an episode just on Gotham and just like how fucked Gotham yeah. is. So this has been FeelsCon, where we talk about uh, geek culture, pop culture, and mental health. I uh, hope you yeah. enjoyed it. I'm again. I'm Jaime at Gamergen, and I'm Adam uh, at Mr. Adam on every form of social media. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Feel good. Feel good. Feel feelings. Feel feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,